0: Well, it is one of those topics uh, that many people have opinions on. It can make people angry. It can cause fights in some areas. Talking about not just driving, but parking. And this is a study that takes a look at the supply of parking spots, whether it's condo buildings, rental apartment buildings, street parking, what have you. Uh, It's a study that's done by Metro Vancouver and TransLink and taking a look at regional planning and how to plan better for the future. And some of the Findings When it comes to parking spaces might surprise you, particularly for strata apartment buildings, the parking supply exceeds the utilization by 42%. For market rental apartment buildings, the supply exceeds uh, the utilization by 35%. And uh, you get the pattern that's happening here. Well, let's bring in James Stiver, manager of growth management and transportation at the planning and environment department for Metro Vancouver. James, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, any surprises for you that the amount of parking in condo buildings and rental buildings uh, far exceeds uh, the usage?
1: Um, no, and, and, and anecdotally, we've been hearing from people on the ground that this is a, a, a trend that uh, that has been happening more and more as, as uh, the city densifies and more people take transit. And in fact, uh, we had a study completed in 2012 that had very similar results. This latest version of the study was meant to refresh um, that, that, uh, that study from a few years back and also look at a, a bit of a broader uh, sweep in terms of location of apartment buildings across the region to make sure that we had a reflection of, of um, um, a broader geography of the region. And, and the trends have really held true uh, with this latest version of the study as well.
0: And when you say it's partially because people are using more transit, is that so can we tell if is the reason that say somebody's condo and their parking spot in their buildings not being used? Is it because they're choosing to use transit and not have a vehicle? Or could it be something else like they're parking on the street?
1: It, it, that, that's an excellent question. It is a complex issue. It's certainly not, uh, not all that simple. We had three components of this study. One was um, uh, uh, a count on the ground of the utilization of parking in these uh, strata and rental buildings across the region. Uh, a second component was related to um, um, uh, a user survey to look at uh, the habits and choices of, of apartment dwellers in, in these locations, and then a third component was a on-street um, parking count for streets within 200 meters of these selected buildings. So the, uh, the data from all three of these streams fed into the uh, the results of the study, and uh, and and I'm sure there are uh, people in these buildings that have chosen to park on the street because of um, uh, the costs associated with a, a space related to their unit or visitors or, um, or or other purposes as well. So we wanted to cast the net as broad as as we could to understand the trends.
0: Uh, because this came up a while ago, I remember uh, covering it in, in the West End, because the West End of Vancouver is one of the densest areas for population. Parking is always at a premium on the street. Uh, but it, And that, I think, was part of the reason for upping the price of street parking permits was to try and get people to use the parking spots in their buildings because it was found that in, in that scenario as well, there were so many spots that weren't being used.
1: Right, yes, and, and we've noticed that too. And again, we've heard that anecdotally as well. Uh, what we found uh, through conversations with uh, with uh, different uh, planning practitioners across the region, and also what we found through this this um, uh, the survey component, the household survey component, is a lot of those spaces are utilized by visitors and not residents. So the the components of the survey also had a time a timestamp associated with it, and late night um, late night analysis of parking utilization really shows a different picture. Once uh, visitors. Or, or people that have uh, parked on a street to access a nearby commercial area or a restaurant or, or shopping, uh, once they've all kind of vacated and gone home, it, it certainly paints a picture of over, oversupply based on demand.
0: Hmm. And the cost of it as well is something I think we don't talk about all that often, is that the cost of building the parking spot, if we're looking at a high rise, I think the Urban Development Institute has taken a look at this, uh, saying it can be 20000 it can be up to $45,000, uh, just added to the cost of construction, that's not even factoring in maintenance and, and what else goes into that. Uh, so there is that cost factor of something, uh, of putting that money into something that, that perhaps is not going to be used.
1: Absolutely. And, and we're hearing the same things. And, and if, uh, if, if uh, builders are being required to put in these parking spaces that are not being used, that is a cost that ends up being transferred onto the ultimate uh, purchaser of the unit or the renter of the unit. And uh, we're all well aware of the, the challenges. Are- Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Around housing affordability in this region, and if this could be used as one of the tools to help reduce the cost of housing or the lower rents, uh, certainly something that, uh, that warrants a closer look.
0: Uh, so what do you do with the study now as far as looking at the numbers and uh, is, it, is the goal to try and utilize the spaces that aren't being utilized right now?
1: Uh, another excellent question. We, we shared the uh, the results of the study with the Regional Planning Committee that's comprised of uh, um, uh, mayors and, and counselors from around the region. Uh, we will be producing a summary document and distributing it far and wide our municipal partners. uh, The region's made up of of, uh, 21 different municipal agencies. Uh, to us first nation and we uh, we've been having regular conversations with the members from those jurisdictions about the data. They're very interested in this data. We will be distributing it far and wide uh, with a key messages document to, to start that conversation. Um, changing the use of the parking spaces that are deemed to be underutilized is I think a, a, a local discussion with uh, local councils and neighborhoods, but certainly a much, uh, a much um a deeper discussion has to take place around that. Um, this would this data is certainly useful. For shaping parking requirements and regulations going forward with new buildings, I think it's more challenging to go back and retrofit existing, especially if it's in the form of uh, underground parkade parking.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, is it something then, I don't know if you, if you have the answer to this question, but right now, I would imagine a developer, if you're going to build a building, depending on the size, how many units are in it, you, you would have to su- um, provide in that building a certain number of parking spots
1: yeah absolutely and each city has their own requirements and they're all different um but um as as the region um, sees more and more apartments being built because of the maturity of the region and, and where we're, we're coming as, a, as an urban area and our land constraints and, and all the other things uh, that uh, we talk about quite often, there's going to be more and more demand for apartment style um, uh, forms of, of housing and more pressure on um, uh, providing uh, parking uh, underground, which again, as you noted, was very costly. So that uh, this is going to become more and more of an issue going forward.
0: Uh, because one of the arguments always is to, uh, I mean, we've seen it on the Broadway corridor, we've seen it in places that when larger buildings are proposed, then people, businesses in the area that depend on that street parking for their clients, for the customers uh, are concerned that residents are going to start parking there. It does seem uh, like you have to find that balance.
1: Absolutely. And again, an immensely complex issue with lots of moving parts. Uh, I think um, there's a lot of assumptions that go into parking. And you mentioned off the top of what a, uh, what a sensitive issue it is. And it often gets people uh, quite excited about it when they're talking about it. Uh, and it's going to continue to do so. But uh, a lot of push and pull um, in the areas of residential and commercial interests. Uh, I think a lot of times people have expectations about having that perfect parking spot right out front of their unit um, and uh, it's certainly a broader discussion around uh, looking at parking as a system and, and it's a, a much broader um, discussion than immediately right in front of the, the resident or the, the business that you want to access.
0: And you touched on this, but there is a big difference, isn't there, uh, between buildings that are very close to transit, be it close to a SkyTrain station, uh, and those that aren't, that that somebody might need a vehicle?
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And and we tend to look in concentric circles around um, uh, frequent transit hubs, like SkyTrain stations. Or uh, or frequent uh, route bus routes like B lines, uh, we have a five minute and ten minute walk circle that we tend to look at, and uh, the, the the basis of this study was to look at apartments in close proximity to what we're calling the frequent transit network, which is um, uh, SkyTrain and and regular bus service routes, and the uh, the evidence is that. Those areas tend to have uh, lower car usage as you would expect because the, the transit options are, are so much better. This is also feedstock for uh, uh, continuing conversation with our municipal partners and our friends at TransLink about providing service to, to areas and, and the benefits that uh, increased transit uh, prov- uh, provision provides to riders and especially renters. The, the study also shows that renters tend to use transit more often than owners. So this is all um, great uh, conversation uh, feedstock for future regulation and uh, when decisions are made about future transit investments in the region.
0: All right. Uh, Interesting results for sure. Uh, James Stiver, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: All right. James Stiver is the Manager of Growth Management and Transportation at the Planning and Environment Department for Metro Vancouver.